I'm a vegan and all my blood test results are within the range except of the omega-3 index that came up to be just 1% and I know the recommended number is five and above. Although I eat on a daily basis four tablespoons of ground flax seed and lots of walnuts, uh, I would like to understand how would you recommend uh, to uh, raise my omega score uh, without using oils and is there any other way to, to safely uh, uh, solve the situation? Thank you so much. Well, first of all, thank you for thank you for participating today, and thank you for a great question. Um, let me get into the nuts and bolts um, about this. Uh, you need omega three, um, and omega threes are essential fatty acids, but you don't need much. And the only one that you really theoretically need is the one you mentioned. It's in flax and in vegetables. It's called alpha linolenic acid. This will not be on the test. So normally, your body takes that healthy omega three and your enzymes will lengthen it into other omega-3s called EPA and DHA, and your body uses those. But you got your blood tests. It's, it sounds like you got your blood tests, and it sounds like maybe, I, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe your EPA and DHA levels were low. Um, very common, this happens a lot, almost, almost um, uh, regardless of diet. Um, so uh, in other words, you'll see it in an omnivore, you'll see it in a vegan, whatever. Um, so what do I do? Uh, what some people will do is um, they will track their levels over time. And step one is to think, what are the healthy sources of omega-3s? And the one I'm going to tell you is going to surprise you. Flax is great, you know, sesame seeds and others, they, they have it. But to tell you the truth, my favorite source of omega-3 is green leafy vegetables. You might think, what? They don't have much fat in them. And you're right, they don't. Um, but if you're a person who eats a lot of broccoli, and, and the whole range of green leafy vegetables. About seven or 8% of their calories come from fat and the proportion is very high in omega-3. And at the same time, get rid of other fats. This is where you wanna get away from the fried foods and stuff like that. So you're not having other fats. The reason is that the healthy traces of omega-3 in the greens have to attach to enzymes and they're lengthened to EPA, DHA. If there's other fats in your diet, they occupy the enzymes and your healthy omega-3s can't attach and they don't, you know, so you end up low. So step one, have lots of greens. You can have flax and others if you want. Step two, avoid the other fats because that's competition. And if you want, you can supplement EPA and DHA directly. Now people think of fish oil for that, skip the fish oil. Uh, if you go online or go to the store, you'll see they've got vegan EPA and vegan DHA, and you can just take that if you want. Now that's controversial because um, one of the things we learned with fish oil is that it's associated with higher risk of prostate cancer. Nobody knows why. Um, we, people haven't figured out the mechanism, but we've seen this um, association enough that a lot of people are nervous, and I think appropriately so, about recommending supplementation. But some people have done so, and then they'll have their doctor measure them again, or there are also commercial labs like Omega Quant, 
Um, I'm not necessarily recommending this, but if you go to their website, the Omega Quant Company will charge you 50 bucks or something like that. They'll send you a card. You put a drop of blood on it, you mail it back in, and they'll, a few weeks later, they'll send you your levels, and then you supplement or don't supplement. You can just track your own levels. So that's kind of it. Um, lots of greens, other healthy sources if you want. Uh, get rid of the competing fats. If you want to supplement, that's up to you, but you track along the way and see how you do. So thank you for that, uh, for that great question. Everything I just mentioned, by the way, is, is written in your body and balance. So um, you'll, you'll see the, the details there. Thank you, Aaron. Next we have uh, Kathy. Kathy, what's your question? Hi, uh, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine, Kathy. Thank you for your question. Okay, yeah. So I'm 65, uh, 20 years ago, I had a comminuted tibial plateau fracture and I have a plate in my leg and uh, I have to have knee replacement now. Um, we don't, you know, I was raised in a family that didn't believe in medicine. So when the doctor said, you know, what are you taking for your information? I said, nothing. And um, I didn't understand that it was destroying my cartilage. I found that out. So now, um, I, I was a BMI of 52. I'm 43 now. I have to get to 40 before my surgery in August. My surgery is in August. And the problem is, is that with me losing weight, my synthroid levels have gone way out of whack. And the doctor told me the last reading, I, I actually contacted her and I said, you know, I'm wondering if maybe my synthroid levels have to be changed. Kathy, hold on for me. Just hold on for me. Just one second. I'm having, I'm having a little trouble hearing you clearly. I think there's a little muffling. So uh, do you give me a minute. I'm going to put on my headphones, which I think will make it a little bit easier for me to hear your questions. Hold on. Uh -oh. No, don't go away. Don't go away. Okay. I'm go not... Okay. Go ahead. This, this is better. I can hear you. I can hear you fine now. Okay. So you're, you're, you're struggling with weight. You're going to have, if I understand right, you're going to have some bariatric surgery. Uh, not, no, not bariatric surgery. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a knee replacement. Oh, just for the knee replacement. Okay. Yeah. And my synthroid levels are way out of whack. I think my TSH is 0. 0.007 or something like that. So okay. now my concern is that I've heard that too high of a synthroid uh hormone replacement for hypothyroid is can destroy your bones or can weaken your bones, but I can't have weak bones. If I'm going to have a knee replacement, I have to have strong right. bones. So I'm going to have another blood test in another, uh, six weeks from now. I've, it'll be two months starting. I, she's lowered my sins right from 150 to 137. And I'm, I've gone to the pool and I'm walking. I mean, it's very difficult for me to walk. I mean, if you can, I'm, I'm bone on bone and, and no, no dietary change is going to, it's well, it helps dietary changes right. helps ease the pain, but the pain is not like it's going to go away. This is here and I'm definitely in a bad shape. So I need to have my bones stay strong. I'm, I'm pounding the, the pool surface when I walk to try to get, you know, bone density improved, but the only way that you can change or that I know of that you can change your synthroid levels is they have to, you know, put you on a different level and then wait two months and then do the lab test and then say, Oh, now you're still too high. So let's go down another, you know, increment and then another two months. 
Well, in the meantime, if I'm high all this time and it's ruining my bone density because that's what high levels do, what else can I be doing to ensure that my bones are strong from this surgery? All right, Kathy, great questions. Thank you for for calling in. A couple couple of questions for you. Uh, What is your diet like now? Oh, I've been since January, I've been doing um, whole whole food plant-based, but because I'm a compulsive overeater, you know, every once in a while I get the, that cheese out because my husband doesn't, does not follow this diet, but I, um, that's my, that's my, uh, nemesis. And, she, and every she, once you, in a while, I you're have saying that the, the, the cheese is calling your name and the and meat is bothering you too. Yeah. When I make, when I make stuff that, you know, back in the old days that I really enjoyed, and I make it for my husband, I'm sitting there waiting to be eaten, you know, sometimes it calls me. And then I, I, I try. You're not alone. You're, you're not alone. And, and with cheeses, I got to tell you, we do a lot of research studies and we kept finding that the most addictive food, the, the, in fact, when people's health is so great and they've been following a whole food, whole, whole food plant-based diet, but they're cheating with something, you know what it is? It's the cheese. It, you know, it may yeah. smell like old socks, but people get attracted to it. And we actually found out why. Um, there is something in cheese called casomorphins. You might've heard of this. Um, they are in the dairy protein, it's called casein. Uh, when the calf drinks milk from mom, that protein goes in the calf's body and breaks apart and it releases these casomorphins that are their very mild opiates. They go to the calf's brain and they have a calming influence, just like morphine, um, yeah. but about, about one-tenth as strong of the ba- brain, brain receptor binding power compared to pure morphine. Uh, so one of the um, casomorphins is called morphoceptin. It's about 10% of what morphine will do with regard to brain binding, uh, which is not enough to get you arrested, but it is more than enough to keep you hooked on, <laughs> on cheese. Um, so, so when people eat cheese, it's got the casomorphins concentrate. They were in milk, but they're concentrated in cheese. So people eat cheese. They think that they like the funky taste, which is true, but, but what they're really going for is this kind of drug effect that's in the cheese. And it it makes it hard to break up with, and you are not alone. You say I'm a compulsive overeater, but other people are too. And, and it's, you can be, you can have, um, you you can have a, a resilience of steel, but the, these, uh, food marketing companies, I mean, they just, throw products our way that could get anybody hooked. So, so it's, it's not really your fault. I mean, these are things that, these are foods that just by their nature uh, attract people. And if particularly if you're in an environment where it's there and your husband's eating it, um, I feel your pain. It's, it's, these foods are in front of us. So what do we do? Um, you've done a good thing. You're familiar with plants. Um, that's fantastic. If I understand right, your BMI is not where you want it to be. You want to bring it down. It's, yeah. it's 43 right now. It has to go down to 40. Okay. Yeah. And you, and you want it to go, frankly, you want it to go down further than that. And you can, um, yeah. what I would do is but I want, I'm concerned about my bones, not being strong. I'm with you. So what we want to do is avoid the cheese, avoid the dairy, avoid the meat entirely. You remember my slides, uh, when I showed you hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism, the people at the least risk of both were the people who never had meat and never had dairy products at all. Now, but we don't know for sure if avoiding them will get the thyroid into better uh, balance, but all the evidence suggests so. So until we have the studies, we recommend that people actually go ahead and do it. There's no risk. 
but you're doing the right thing. You're having your endocrinologist monitor you and do that. But the levels that you're at will be adjusted by your endocrinologist as your endocrinologist manages you and as your weight comes down. So the, my suggestion is for right now, set aside the dairy completely. Don't even have it as a special treat. No dairy at all, no meat at all, and keep oily foods really low. So if there's the occasional avocado, nuts, peanut butter, cooking oils, set those aside too. Now your taste buds are gonna scream for a little while because they're used to those fatty foods, but they will calm down within about 10 days time, your tastes are gonna change. Here's what happens in your body. Um, if, if the animal products happen to be causing or triggering the production of antibodies, the hypothesis is we've just removed the trigger for them. To the extent that fatty foods are maintaining your body weight, we've removed the stimulus for that too. And your weight can gently start coming down. Um, and typically when people make the kind of change I just described, we see about a pound a week come off and the BMI comes down, 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 down. And even after your, your surgery, um, you want to keep that process going. But now you said, well, but my problem is that my social support isn't quite there. My suggestion is that we build the social support that you need. So what does that mean? That means there are all kinds of online groups like this one. Um, and if you're watching the lectures for people who are talking about plant-based diets, that will support you. At pcrm.org, my organization, we have free online groups that you can join. And it might be something for diabetes or somewhere else, but they're talking about the same, the same kind of diet changes. Join them. Get, be, be part of that because you need to build around you um, a little more support. It's like if I'm a smoker and I'm going to quit, but my family's lighting up. Oh my God, that makes it harder. Now it's not really their fault because they got the same issues that we all do, but um, it makes it so much easier to build that support and then let your doctor change your Synthroid level when the time is right. That's really between you and your doctor. And then uh, we see what happens. So good luck. I hope the surgery goes well. I hope you feel a whole lot better. I hope you're able to walk more. Don't rely on exercise for weight loss. Exercise what, is good. Exercise what can is good. I do? Yeah, go ahead. What can I do to keep, to make sure that my bones stay strong? Okay. Well, you're going to talk with your doctor about this. You're going to have the surgery. For strong bones, it's not really rocket science. You know, you do need calcium, um, but you're getting calcium, hopefully, from green leafy vegetables, It's especially, forget the dairy. You need vitamin D. And if you're getting sunlight, that's vitamin D. But if you're not getting sunlight, like sunlight, like a lot of people nowadays, um, you might need a vitamin D supplement. Most doctors will recommend about 2000 IUs a day, not above that, but uh, that's pretty common. And then as much exercise as you are able to do. And if your knees are shot, don't forget other kinds of exercises like that, for example, that you can do, whether it's cycling and sit-ups or even push-ups, because you want to give your bones a reason to live. And that's your hips, it's your knees, it's your wrists. You don't want to break a wrist. So give them all a little bit of exercise. And that's really, uh, those are really the main steps you want to put it, you want to plug in.